welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and as always, I appreciate you and thank you for being here. So this week's episode is going to circle back to the mini-series I was doing on categorizing the attractions, and we're going to look at DCA. And I had done um, a series over on the Disneyland side, talked about attractions that are best for when you need to give your feet a break, attractions that are best for weather, like if it's cold and rainy or if it's hot, like which ones may be good options. Um, just a, a reminder, the Disneyland Resort does not close when there's bad weather. There have been circumstances like lightning storms or like excessive wind, things like that. Usually wind has an impact on the fireworks um, because like if it's too windy, they'll cancel those. But rain in general doesn't stop the Disneyland Resort or the theme parks from operating. Some of the attractions may stop for a period of time, and those would be the ones that are outside where the tracks would get wet. So today we're going to look at DCA, and I had mentioned in last week's episode that I wanted to talk about planning to go to Disneyland in this week's episode, but as I started to do some planning because I'm looking to visit Disneyland Resort, as soon as it opens back up, which I feel like the momentum is headed that way. There's a lot of unknowns right now, and so I can't really do a proper job of planning, and I want to wait until I can, and the circumstances, whatever their guidelines are, so that I can be taking you through the processes I'm planning. So I wanted to revisit attractions and I wanted to go to the DCA side because I didn't get there. So today... We're gonna talk. We're gonna combine a couple. So because DCA doesn't have as many attractions, it's a little bit easier to consolidate. And we're gonna look at attractions that I would recommend if you need to give your feet a break, and or you're trying to get out of the elements. And the elements being it's hot, or it's cold, or it's raining. So let's go ahead and jump right in. So with regards to the temperature being cold or rainy. The thing about DCA is there's a lot of attractions that aren't like rides that can easily be overlooked, but this would be the perfect time to visit those. So for example, if when you first go into the gates, you go down Buena Vista Street and you hang a left and you're kind of going into that Hollywood theme. So you're going to have a lot of Hollywood kind of titles. So when you're headed down that way, there's a lot of fun theaters and indoor events. For example, the Disney Theater is immediately on your right. And there you can find like... Um, kids dance-offs and kind of things for the younger kids like Sophia the First and Doc McStuffins and things like that. They usually have dance parties or often have those there. So if you, if you have little kids, that may be an option. If you go a little bit further is the Animation Academy and there's a lot of fun things inside there. It's indoors, you walk inside and that's where you can meet Elsa and Anna if, that, if you have Frozen fans. 
There's Turtle Talk with Crush. And then there's Sorcerer's Workshop, which is where you can learn to draw. Now that is on my bucket list. We were right there next in line and then my daughter decided she didn't want to do it and then we regretted that decision. So we need to actually do that and I hear great things about it. You go into this like theater setting, a small intimate theater setting where you're kind of sitting up high and the artist is down low and they're gonna teach you how to draw something. It could be a certain character. It could be something, just something with a Disney theme. And they have a list of times and items for that day that they're going to have the artist help you draw. And then you get to keep it. It's a lot of fun. I've heard wonderful things about it. So definitely that's an option in there. But any of those things, it's all inside. You could just take your time and meander inside Animation Academy and just hit all of those things. And and maybe there's a little bit of a wait time, but you're in a cool temperature. So there's an option. Then directly across from that, you would go into the courtyard where there's another theater. And and throughout time, I've seen a lot of things there. I watched Pixar shorts there. We watched the, um, like a short of Incredibles 2 when it was coming out. So now it's Mickey's Philhar Magic, or it is like right now. Who knows when, you know, DCA opens back up. But that's a really nice theater and a really great place to catch something entertaining that they have going on and it's usually like 15 minutes or so so you don't really have to wait very long for the next showing and it's a cool temperature you know it's going to be controlled whether warm or cold um, depending on the time of year and it's really entertaining I mean they really show very entertaining things and then right there in that same area between that theater and Monsters, Inc. is stage 17. And there's like this covered area over there where if it was raining, that would be a good place to stand. And we've met um, Olaf and seen Olaf over there a lot. So that may be uh, something to check out too. But kind of getting back into the more inside places where you can get completely out of the elements, Monsters, Inc. is right there. If it's not crowded, the queue line is inside mostly. If it's crowded, the queue line is outside. So you wouldn't get out of the elements uh, (laughs) a lot if it was really crowded. But if it was short wait times, and I don't find Monsters, Inc. to really be excessive, you can get right inside the building and wait in there and then go on the attraction. It's probably a seven to 10 minute attraction. So it's, you know, it's not super short. It's absolutely adorable and it will get you out of the elements, which is what we're trying to do. Then if you take, if you round that corner there to the right, Sorry, I was choking there. Anyways, if you if you went to the end of the street or if you were at Monsters, Inc. and you go to the right, either way, you head to the, the right there at the end of the path and you'll come to Hyperion Theater. And uh, those of you that are old school would know that they played the Aladdin show there for a very long time and now it's like Frozen Ever After or something like that. Um, on the map right now, it doesn't say anything, so I'm not sure what would be up there, but that is more of a production. That's going to take a little bit longer, but it is always a wonderful production and it, it will just get you inside and it's just a nice place to sit down. 
These are great options for your feet as well. Anytime you can take a break and not be on your feet, not waiting in line in a queue, but have someplace comfortable to sit for a period of time, that's winner, winner right there. Um, and then, of course, if you just kept going down past the Hyperion Theater, you'd run into um, Guardians of the Galaxy, just so you kind of know where you're at. I mean, that's an indoor attraction as well. That will get you out of the elements. The queue is mostly inside and the attraction's inside. And so anytime you can ride something inside, obviously you're not outside being hot or cold, but the chances of it closing because of weather are so much slimmer because there's no elements getting into the attraction. All of that said, it's going to increase the wait time for those attractions because that's where everyone's going to gravitate to. So be sure you're using FastPass whenever possible to use these attractions. I will remind you, as I've said in other podcasts, it's been my experience that when it is raining or it's not super great weather, the park itself is not that crowded. So many locals attend and go to Disneyland. Of course, people from all over the world do as well, but a lot of locals do, and so they will stay away um, when the weather's not so great. And so we always found that to be one of our favorite times to visit. So it's kind of like a trade-off, right? It's not as crowded in the park, so you have less wait times. You may have some attractions that are down, which could increase the wait time for those attractions that are up, but you don't have the same crowd level. So it's worth it, in my opinion, to try to go into the park when the weather is not perfect. And that goes all seasons, right? When it's too cold or when it's too hot, when it's raining, those are less attractive times and probably not times that people are planning for vacations either. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so back on Buena Vista Street, instead of taking a left to go down that whole Hollywood row, you could take a right, and Soren is an indoor attraction, and so that's a really great place to get out of the elements. However, the queue line for Soren is half outside, and it's always crowded, unless you go first thing in the morning, you're using a fast pass. Fast pass, I don't usually wait out in the elements too long, so that's a really good option. This is not the best option for when you want off your feet because the queue line takes a long time to get on the attraction, so you're not really getting off your feet until you're in the actual attraction, which that's lovely. I love it. But getting there isn't what I would say like, oh, my feet need a break. Let me go stand in line for 30, 45 minutes and soaring. That's not what I would do. Okay, so if you keep going down that path past soaring and come around from a hot perspective. So when it's hot outside, and it does get hot in Anaheim in the summertime, hotter than I think people realize, especially with all the asphalt and just the buildings and all the people and all that jazz, definitely go on Grizzly River Run. I call it rapids, definitely hit that attraction. If it's crowded and you can do it, do the single rider line, you will get in and off of the attraction so much faster. 
uh, if you're okay with not being with your party, if you're okay with being separated, but you definitely get wet. And in the summertime, I find that they make the geysers underneath the rafts go off go off or up more often. So you definitely get wetter there. Plus the attraction itself is a water ride and kind of a turbulent one at that. So you get really wet on that ride. So I always like to ride the rapids in the summertime. It'll cool you off. And so I would recommend that when you feel like you're at the hottest part of your day and you're just like, oh my gosh, go hit the ride. Go to the single rider line if you can. You will definitely get cooled off. So if you keep following that around, eventually you're going to go into, you know, where the, the pier is, where the water is. And on your right, you're going to see Ariel's Undersea Adventure. That's an indoor attraction. It doesn't take super long to get on the attraction. I mean, the queue's outside if it's really crowded. Uh, but I don't find Ariel to be really crowded like regularly. I find that to be a very accessible attraction. And it's probably about 10 minutes inside, so that's really nice. I do find Ariel breaks down a lot. I'm not sure why, but I do see it down quite a bit. But it's worth it to try to get into that attraction because when it's really hot, it is so air conditioned in there it reminds me of it's a small world on the other side the temperature is so refreshing and when it's cold outside it's very nice and warm in there plus it's completely darling so you definitely want to ride that one and then here's one that's not really an attraction but I'm going to throw it out there we've done this so many times and we absolutely love it and that is when we are tired when we are cold or we are hot, we will go right into the Grand Californian from this area over here, kind of back over where the rapids were. We sneak into, it's not sneaking, but we walk into the um, doors over there because there's an entrance and an exit from the park into the hotel or vice versa. If you're staying at the hotel, you could get into the park from this entrance. And we go and we sit in the lobby of the Grand Californian and just take a break. It is so gorgeous in there. I mean, that lobby is amazing. It's like three stories high. There's a roaring fire at all times. For some reason, it doesn't feel hot, even in the summertime. There's someone playing the piano or there's music playing. They have these huge overstuffed chairs and a ton of them. They have gift shops. They have places to eat. Just hanging out in there for a few minutes, 20 minutes just to take a break is like the best attraction ever. And it's so conveniently located. So you definitely want to go in there. They have a bar there. They have restaurants. They have all kinds of things. So you could definitely eat. But if you didn't want to spend any money and you just wanted to take a load off, definitely, definitely go into the lobby of the Grand Californian and just rest. It'll just be like, uh, just like a show for your eyes. You'll absolutely love it. And your feet will thank you as well. So then if you keep kind of going around past Ariel, there's a lot of attractions right there, like the Jumpin' Jellyfish and the Golden Zephyr, and you're coming around towards Paradise Pier. You're going to see the uh, silly symphony swings. Like, these are not 
for getting out of the elements, right? They're all outside attractions. Some of them could be closed if the weather, if it's raining, if it's hot or cold. I mean, that may not be the best attraction because you're either going to get a blow dryer in your face or you're going to get like chapped lips. So I would just move on past those. Keep going onto Paradise Pier. And then I would go on the pal around, but that was only in situations where I wanted a break. So because it's a gondola, you know, it's open air, you're not going to get out of the cold, you're not going to get out of the heat, and likely it's not going to be run running if it's raining. But if you want to take a long rest, that is an amazing attraction because it takes a long time to go a full circle. You stop every so often so people can load and unload. You get to go around a couple of times and then it takes a while to disembark the gondola. So you're in there for a good 15 to 30 minutes depending on what's going on. That is a wonderful and gorgeous way to take a break if you can handle the heights. It's pretty high up there, but the scenery, the view, nothing like that. I love the Ferris wheel. And at night, oh, it's so beautiful. So definitely use that if you need a break. So if you keep going on to Paradise Pier, I mean, you know, obviously in credit coasters there, that's not really about getting out of the elements at all. And chances are if it's raining, it could be stopped for a period of time just because the tracks would be getting wet. But you could go into Toy Story Mania because that is inside and that's a nice temperature controlled attraction. Um, it's got excessively long wait times. Like this is fast pass first thing in the morning or late at night. Otherwise, you're going to be waiting a long time. Now, they do have shaded queue lines, so that's nice. And just so I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but any queue line that's outside, they usually blow AC at you, which is kind of like, I can't even imagine what their electrical bill is, but they usually have fans or something to try to keep you cooler. And same with when it's cold outside, they usually do try to control the temperatures the best they can because you are outside. But in my experience, when it's hot and you're standing outside even if it's shaded and even if every so often you do get a nice vent of cold air it's still not the most pleasant because you're probably already really overheated but hey it's an attempt and i appreciate it but toy story mania has a shaded queue line but it's an excessively long queue line and so you just have to weigh that one again if you go at the right time of the day, the actual attraction is indoors and therefore it probably isn't going to close or stop for a period of time if it's raining. So then you want to just keep going around the pier and this is not an attraction, but if you can get to the Lamplight Lounge, there's a wonderful place to take a break, have a delicious meal and it's covered while outside but what a beautiful view. So this would be someplace that I would definitely go to no matter what time of year. And especially if I wanted to take a break because there's a completely indoor seating area and then there's like patio seating area. So you can do, you know, whatever your, whatever your needs are. If you want to be completely indoors or you want a scenic view, there's a lounge there, there's a restaurant there. It's all amazing. Personally, 
I don't usually get walk-ups. I usually have to make a reservation and it has to be at the 60-day mark because that place is crowded and for good reason. But it is a nice place to kind of you know, relax for a moment and just be able to see something absolutely phenomenal while you do that. So then once you cross the bridge to go back over to the other side, you could go to the right um, and go over to like where the Pacific Wharf Cafe is and the bakery tour and Garadelli's chocolate and you could have something to eat there. Um, But that's not really uh, much indoors. Garadelli Chocolate Factory is in indoors but the rest is seating outside so that's not really uh, on the list but if you keep walking there you're going to get to cars land and the thing about cars land is there's not a lot of indoor anything in cars land even radiator racers radiator springs racers which is the attraction over there it's on an outdoor track for half of the rides so that one is always crowded and it could shut down if it was raining and if it's hot i mean it does give you a nice breeze because it's a you know roller coaster of sorts but that there really isn't anything in cars land that i could tell you like oh hit this and you'll be inside you'll be out of the elements other than if you went into flo's cafe and had something to eat recommend the fried chicken you're really kind of outside in Cars Land, like all of those attractions and eateries with the exception of Flows, really is very much outside. There's great shopping options you could do, but from an attraction perspective, your options are extremely limited. So that'll kind of bring us back around to the beginning of, or the entrance into DCA. So The options in DCA are a little more uh, limiting when it comes to weather, but I gave you a lot of possible options when it was hot, cold, rainy, or if you needed to give your feet a break. Always remember for break times, not, I mean, I know this is really supposed to be about attractions, So I gave you some of those options, but anytime you can just like sit down, I don't find a lot of seating around DCA. There are certain food spots that have a lot of seating like Paradise Grill over by Ariel over in that area, um, by uh, Pacific Wharf Cafe and all those eatering places. There's a lot of seating over there. Of course, there's restaurants that you could see, but I just don't find like a ton of benches along the way that are not occupied. So there's just so much walking, which is why I really think that from a break perspective or getting you or your children out of the elements, take advantage of what DC DCA offers in the way of theaters and productions and performances and things that on a normal day, you may not want to take time away from hitting the attractions to do, but you absolutely could build it in when the weather is not ideal. And then you should sprinkle those in when the weather is ideal because they're always a, a crowd pleaser. Like everyone loves them. It's just taking the time. It kind of reminds me of a parade. Some people are huge parade fans and you know who you are you know who i'm talking to and i love you for it you're a huge parade fan and that is something that's really critical to you other people don't take the time away from their 
mm, budgeted time for attractions to stop and look at parades. So it's really what's best for you. I love performances, so definitely if you're one, if you're like me, this is a great option for you. So I know I kind of wrapped a whole bunch of those things up into this episode, but like I said, DCA doesn't have as many attractions or options, but I wanted to touch on it because my hope is that you and me can be planning a trip to Disneyland Resort very soon, and I want to just kind of provide you with little nuggets of information to try to help your planning and your visit be the best it can be. So with that, I think we'll wrap up this episode. As always, you can catch me on all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. I have a website all under Disneyland Devoted. I would love to interact with you. And I'm going to put a post out on Facebook and I'd really like to have as many people go out there and answer my post. I'm going to put something out about whether or not you are going to go to Disneyland this year if it opens. So what's your comfort level? Are you feeling like, oh, I want to see how things shake out or, oh my gosh, my head is going to explode. I need to get out to Disneyland. I'd love, love, love to hear your answers. I want to get a feel for what other folks are thinking. I know what I'm thinking. I want to hear what you're thinking. So again, that's Facebook under Disneyland Devoted. Look for my post on what you're planning to do in 2020. If you can get out to Disneyland, will you or will you not? So until next time, please be safe. I hope you have a wonderful and happy week. I hope everyone in your family is healthy and safe. And until then, bye.